AO5, I got the band. Where is everybody? Mark? Five. I got the band. Okay. Sit in this chair. Uh, uh. Ew, King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Where's the band? They're here, and nobody else is here. Uh, well, shit. You know, what if I did the war report here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the War Report. We are here, and I'm here with a very special guest, myself. I'm here by myself because I think every great podcaster needs to learn how to record by yourself. Uh, Mark does it. I'm surely Meals has done it. Rob has done it. J5 has done it. People that have done the NXT show on the A-Show Network has done it before, and you know what? It's my time. It's finally here. The dreaded podcast where I have to talk to myself and only myself. Welcome to hell, fellas. So for In the Trenches, it's been a slow week in wrestling. And the only thing that we can talk about right now is COVID outbreaks in both companies. This is the Wednesday Night COVID, and it starts with uh, a report that Ben Carter, who was on the AEW late night show on TNT, I think that was after Inside uh, Inside the NBA, he announces that he has COVID, and then this Wednesday, they had to shuffle some stuff around because Lance Archer also has COVID, and I think it's, well, people are speculating that it's due to other AEW wrestlers taking bookings uh outside of the company and AEW should probably stop that just for the time being until like everything clears up but people like Thunder Rosa I know she's not truly under the AEW contract but somebody did a report where she defended it like three times in a week in all various promotions and I'm not saying she's a hazard but that's probably not the smartest move honestly like I love her a lot but Going back and forth between all these uh, promotions and just kind of traveling, not a good look. And then it happens on the NXT side as well. And surely they're still going to Disney, going to bars, you know, whatever we're not truly seeing on Instagram. And there's a report per fight, uh, not Fightful, uh, PW Insider that says somebody just threw a party. Just said, fuck it, and threw a party. Nigga, what? During these times, you just want to just say, fuck it, and throw a party? And now mad people are sick. Uh, Chelsea Green is one of the few people that uh, came out and said that she tested positive. Uh, People said that she was possibly going to be in retribution, but... I think that's a dub now. I think whoever that person is on SmackDown that's doing all the like sexy vignettes or whatever, uh, that's probably her. And as long as they can prolong it, I guess, uh, just keep her off the shows. 
this is not good. A lot of a lot of these wrestlers and people need to get it together just for the safety of everybody, honestly. And then not you know, not to sound like I'm targeting her or anything, but you know, her having it, living in the same house as Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder going to AEW, possibly infecting those people. You know, like it, it, it's very dangerous, but they just don't listen. And that is just a very uh, deep issue with America in general. We just can't get it together like everywhere else. But now we can get into NXT. Both superstars have gone over the top rope. Have to be careful. Oh, into the top turnbuckle. Oh, Candice. Candice. Candice is still on the steel stairs. Just hanging on by a thread. Oh, I'm tossing the leg of, of Blackheart aside. Oh, wait a minute. Blackheart's been eliminated. Candice LeRae is going to take over. NXT has done a lot of sort of like direction or like setting like the payment towards some like sort of direction into the next uh, pay-per-view that is strangely not named TakeOver Halloween Havoc or any of the sort. Like is they just say NXT 31, which I just think is so lame. But uh, the show starts and Candice LeRae is bashing the hell out of Tegan Knox's knee. And per the NXT injury report, Knox may have uh, tore her ACL again. And that would be like the four, the third or fifth time in like four years. That's not great. That's not great at all. And I possibly think that's why the, the feud between them has been, you know, kind of stagnant or just like in a like moving very slowly but it is very unfortunate that uh tegan knox is out once again you know i feel like she probably should have just been on smackdown already but just had to fuck around in nxt for some reason so if she ever comes back hopefully it is directly on the main roster raw or smackdown i just don't think she needs to take any more time on nxt honestly uh in this battle royale that starts with the absence of Tegan Knox, we get a lot of storylines going uh, coming out of it. We have some stuff with uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel. I felt like that was going to happen anyway. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Dakota Kai, I guess, may, maybe is going to result in a tag match between uh, between Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez again, but it's whatever. But the person that wins the Battle Royale is Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae will be facing Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. A lot of people don't like it. They had a banger in the past, so amen. It is all right with me. There's a couple segment. Uh, there's a segment that happens later on the show where Io Shirai is talking cash shit to. EO while she's just doing some interview and Mr. Bitches Damian Priest just comes out and lays, his, uh, lays out Johnny Gargano 
Io Shirai makes a hilarious face, but I believe we'll be getting some mixed tag team action next week between uh, those four. Should be cool. I'm kind of puzzled why Johnny Gargano is getting in, uh, a North American championship, but surely he's going to make Priest look like a thousand bucks. So it is what it is. Fandango has a very simple but yet complex idea to determine a number one contender for the champ, uh, for the tag team titles. And it kind of goes something like this. I, do. I, I figured it out. We're going to take a member from each team. Okay. Okay. Danny Anoni, Undisputed Era, Los Gatos, Imperium. Okay. They're going to go up. They're going to team tonight. Okay. Then the winner of that will go on to face each other. Then the winner of that will go on to face the NXT Tag Team Champions, which is Breezango. And I don't know. Everybody was very puzzled by it. Sounds fairly simple to me, honestly. So we have Roderick Strong, Danny Birch versus Fabian Eichner. And I believe it was... It... Huh. Who was it? It wasn't Joaquin Wild. It was the other one. Ra- Raul forgot his last name or whatever the last name is. But they lost, so it will be Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, the Brit and Brawlers, I believe, versus the Undisputed Era in Roger Strong and Bobby Fish question mark. Because uh he was kinda absent on this episode, so we'll see. I think this will be a good time to do just sub Adam Colin if uh if need uh if need be. But yeah, quote, questionable where Bobby Fish is, but that's going to be it. And if this is going to be Undisputed Era beating the shit out of uh, the Brit and Brawlers again, sign me up. I'm all for it. I don't uh, I don't truly care for the Brit and Brawlers like that. I know they do a lot of stuff on uh, 205 Live, but it's whatever. Tommaso Ciampa beats the hell out of Jake Atlas and... Now that that's over, now what? I don't know where these guys go. They kind of hinted with uh, some stuff with Tommaso Ciampa and Kyle O'Reilly, but <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is going to be busy for the next couple weeks, I uh, I believe. So should be so uh, should be something. I don't, uh, actually, I don't know if it's going to be anything. I'm very question, uh, very curious where these guys are going to go. And a lot of guys that are part of the Gauntlet Eliminator, I'm very curious where those guys go. I'm just unsure about it. So, speaking of the Gauntlet Eliminator, we have Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly starting out the match. And I forgot which order they come out in. I believe it was Bronson Reed next, then Thatcher, then Grimes. That's probably right. It's probably correct. But the only thing to truly happen or uh, outside of the victory, Velveteen Dream comes out and takes out Kushida, causing him to get eliminated. And that's probably going to be a, you know, the non-title match that happens on TakeOver. And then hopefully this leads up to Kushida facing Finn Balor in the future. That's certainly something that I want. This is the booking that I you know, I probably said it on the last episode, I'm not sure, but this is what I would want. 
it sucks that it has to be Dream. But Koshida can't just be, you know, just slingshot to a title, even though I just felt like he hasn't done anything in the year. But I'm I'm okay with this. I definitely think he'll get Finn Balor in the future, and they'll just have a banger of a match. The match goes on, and Kyle O'Reilly picks up the win in a stellar performance with uh, Timothy Thatcher, Reed, and Grimes. Like, I just felt like they were just moving a million miles per hour, and Kyle O'Reilly being there from the start, possibly going, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I don't have the match time in front of me, but, you know, put on put on a stellar performance there. I am very, very unsure what they're going to do with these other guys. Like, I don't... Thatcher, he is very lost to me. He, he is so lost to me. Bronson Reed, I feel like he could possibly get slotted anywhere. I just don't know where. Same for Cameron Grimes, but Thatcher is very lost to me uh, Lost to me right now. They already have the one non-title match on the NXT card, and I feel like Raquel, uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel are probably going to have an... Uh, have their match on takeover. So I don't know if they're going to be on the card, but it is what it is. After Kyler Riley gets the win, Cole and Roderick Strong come out to congratulate him, but Bobby Fish isn't there. Possibly got vid. I'm worried about him. I think this is huge. I think Kyler Riley is a phenomenal singles talent. I know he found much, much success in tag teams like Future Shock and Red Dragon, but do not sleep on his uh, on his single matches. Some of my favorite single matches that he's had is with Shibata, I think in 2017 in New Japan, and he has a stellar match against uh, Kushida as well. I, def- I definitely recommend checking that out. And I'm not, it might be available on YouTube or like, you know, the other sites, but Adam Cole versus, <laughs> I spelled his name wrong on the, uh, on the notes, but Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the ROH match where Cole, uh, Cole gets his teeth knocked out. That's heat rock. Definitely, uh, watch that. Uh, last, last year, J5 sent me the match. We were going to do like a potluck sort of match for uh or sort of episode for spot callers but it never happened but that was one of the match he sent and it's phenomenal i recommend anybody to everyone to watch that yeah give your phone oh, well can I, yeah can I see your, well we're, we're doing a yeah we're, we're on live tv i don't care do you have, do you have, do you have, yeah. your phone yeah, i just wanted to see your phone real quick let me just see your phone <laughs> just see your phone real what quick the? there we go there, there we go man there's, what? there you go there's your there you go what? there's your phone what Okay. Why? What? There's your, there's your phone. Okay. Come on, man. You're right. All right. We're gonna get into AEW Dynamite, and there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, Late night Dynamite, which was something that was just happening, just at like 1 a.m. I don't know. I, I remember it was announced, and then when I got on the TL, just like randomly after I was editing something, and I was just like. Why is AEW on right now? <laughs> but uh, questionable matches still. Uh, I feel I still feel that way uh, when I saw them last week. But Scorpio Sky versus Ben Carter was great. I know they probably sent Scorpio Sky uh, out there so he could look good, but Ben Carter came out the damn star in this match. Uh, everybody is talking about him and not much about Scorpio Sky, but 
I like what I saw from Ben Carter. He needs to be on the show. Like, I definitely think he should be signed. He is a, like, they already have Jack Evans, but he definitely fits in the mold of a Jack Evans talent. He is fantastic, and they could possibly just need somebody like him. Anna Jay versus Brandy Rhodes. Uh, tug at the collar, buddy. Uh, glad that Anna Jay got the non-clean win here, I guess, but yank at collar. Spears and Seidel was I. I don't like Chris Jericho mentioning uh, Seidel just <laughs> landing on his neck, botching the super, uh, the shooting star press uh, at the most recent pay-per-view. Probably would say, don't do that. Don't don't constantly remind us of uh, Seidel's fuck up. That's not cool. I am a very busy man. If you don't know, I am doing the G show. I am doing this show. I also go to school and I also work. So AEW this week had to watch it YouTube style. So bear with me. I probably uh well I usually just highlight you know stuff on the show anyway, but I feel like I possibly missed a lot of stuff. I the YouTube version of the main event, I just didn't have time to watch it. But the the version that's available on YouTube is not great. So I didn't get to see much of Eddie King and John Moxley Russell. But there was a lot of other stuff. Starting with the best friends and uh, FTR. I'm not, li- I'm not liking this, fellas. I'm not liking this one bit. I'm not high on the best. I'm not a fan of the best friends. Like, I'm not even going to cap. I do not like the best friends at all. Outside of Orange Cassidy, I do not like these guys. I'm not that high on FTR either. I think they're okay. Like, I definitely think they need... Their energy just bounces off other, you know, other tag teams. And if the energy that they're getting isn't good, then you're probably going to get, like, kind of a shitty match in my opinion and i don't think that the best friends are the people to really put in the you know pure wrestling match that the revival are like huge fans of and you know they did the parking lot brawl that everybody liked but you're not going to get that sort of match uh with ftr so very shaky on that they are sort of in the jungle express position to me like you kind of just beat their ass so you can get to the real feud like uh hey man page beat their ass and then they went to the real feud that was ftr and now ftr is gonna beat their ass and then go on to the bucks the bucks are the number two contenders so i feel like they're just giving best friends the match out of courtesy and showing that the rankings still kind of matter but i don't want to see it let's get this on a dynamite and then keep it moving honestly Speaking of the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Brody Lee. I'm very high on this match. I like this match a lot. I think Brody Lee got more out of Orange Cassidy than Jericho did in their two month, uh, two or three month feud. I don't really know how long it went, but Brody Lee showed, like, made Orange Cassidy look amazing. Honestly, it. It truly showed in the match that he is resilient and he is a psychology genius. The only thing that like kind of bothered me was uh, I'm a big fan of the, you know, you're not going to get the move off because I collapsed. Uh, 
Morris Cassidy doesn't do it too well here. He doesn't do it as good as Omega. I don't think he does it as good as Jay White at some point. I I don't know which match, but I think I remember him doing it. Uh, he doesn't do it as well. Like uh, I don't think it's a moment where Kenny Omega like falls and Okada's about to do the Raymaker and he just slingshots forward. Like I don't, I don't. Uh, it's not nearly as good as that. But uh, it's great. I love. Uh, I like the match a lot. I don't know if Cody returned here or not. They have the, you know, the match order. I mean, the the show order kind of weird on YouTube, but Cody returns in the most over budget way possible, and his hair is black, and I don't care. I really don't. I'm not looking forward to him and Brody Lee having much of a match, and I am not a fan of Brody Lee kind of challenging Cody. You know, I feel like Brody Lee is. He's the boss. Like he has this dark order. He has all these minions and stuff like that. I like that he uh, said like who sends a man to do their dirty work. I found that to be hilarious. But you have the belt. You have what Cody's want. You should not be challenging him, in my opinion. Like you should truly make Cody work for it. Let him rise up the rankings once again and truly challenge you. That's that's just how I feel. I don't like Cody coming back and instantly getting the title shot. And it kind of makes me believe that whatever show that he's doing on TBS is done filming back to the reign of Cody, you know? So a little shaky there. Also shaky, Morrow's in-ring debut. Uh, debut. I don't think Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss and Kip Sabian work with him like <laughs> I, I i don't i just don't think they work i'm not that high on joey janela i do like sunny kiss but him pairing himself with joey janela kind like i don't want to say he's bringing him down but it's not truly doing anything for him because they're just in they're just a tag team that kind of just get their ass kicked all the time like they got their ass kicked by uh the inner circle den ftr and now morrow and kip saban i'm not a fan of kip saban i think he's a good singles wrestler like i i don't want to see him with a tag team and i don't want to see morrow in a tag team like i definitely want to see what he can do but we got this match not that great but i won't i won't count morrow out just yet uh maybe when they just get better opponents like i i don't i don't want to just you know put him on the shit list uh similar to juice robinson but Another segment is Matt Hardy needs to go home. This is the segment. Matt Hardy, go home. You say that you have to recover. He mentioned that he's not cleared. I wonder what could be the problem. Uh, but he's here trying to help uh, the private party get over. And so is Jericho. But I feel like we can do this in a better way without trying to get like the legacy rub. Like I don't think... I need Jericho to realize that... like. Just because, like, people are watched. Like, yeah, you're being watched, but you're not truly giving anybody the rub. Because once you get away from them, they are no longer being watched. You know? Uh, there's nobody to really, you know, prove me or just agree with me. But, like, surely you agree. Like, it's, I'm not insane. But what I do like in this segment is that party, uh, private party gets to talk. Now... A lot of people say, you know, they're really shitty on the mic or, you know, I don't like how it sounds. And it was just like, give them some room to grow. Honestly, like all the time, 
you know, people aren't given opportunities in the E and then people just be like, oh, sink or swim, you know, but like soon as they start to, you know, soon as they get in the water, you know, this is the first time they ever been on the mic. They float and everybody, everybody is just like they're shitty and they just dunk their head into the water and be like, well, they're drowning now, you know, so give them room to grow, you know, and give them the mic. Hopefully they'll get better. And then we'll look at the shitty promo back. Uh, well, like it's not even that bad. Uh, they just say some cringe, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, we'll look back at it and wow, they improve so much. Look at that. You know, just give these guys some room to grow. Like, I don't know why everybody was, uh, I was, watching, I was just like checking the YouTube comments. Like I, I just wanted to see how people felt about this, but like everybody just felt about it super negatively. And, it is what it is. Like I don't I don't think that Jericho said anything as cool as they did or you know. It's just it's whatever, honestly. But hopefully Private Party comes out looking good after this. I don't want them to just become like a Jericho's project and then, you know, not be seen again because Jericho decides that he wants to go work with uh he wants to go work with Jungle Express again, or he wants to start working with MJF, which is something that they tease. I'm not too excited about that. Uh, you know, so I wish, the, I wish the best of luck to them. Sammy Guevara also comes back as well. It's kind of a non-factor. I don't know why they did that. And Matt Hardy needs to go home. Go home. You say you, say you have to recover, and then you're back here. Why? This... AEW title match between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I understand the circumstances, but this is a little bittersweet to me. I felt like that they were probably going to do something really cool with Eddie Kingston. You know, I wasn't eliminated from the uh, the Battle Royal, blah, blah, blah stuff. And then they kind of just put the show on, you know, like I AEW does like a lot of weaving or you know like long you know long-term storytelling or whatever but like i felt like after the lance archer thing maybe eddie kingston would have just like i don't know got inserted somewhere but now it just feels like it, w- it was kind of rushed so we get eddie kingston cut cutting this very uh it's very eh promo like i don't want to say it's bad but it de- i guess it definitely tugged at the heartstrings of some people calling john moxley a sellout saying he didn't sell his soul to the devil criticizing him for signing to the wwe even though you had a wwe tryout it is what it is but the youtube version of this match is like the last like i would say like three minutes of it and then the kingston family kind of comes in and starts beating up moxley and then Moxley's crew with uh, Will Hobbs and Darby Allen comes out. I thought, I don't know. I can't truly gauge what I saw, you know, just based on the uh, the last like three minutes of the match. But I guess like Will Hobbs looked cool defending Moxley outside of him, like you know, asking uh, Pentagon Jr. to, like, get up as he's, like, choking Moxley so he can, like, do a spine buster or whatever. I thought that was just, like, a little weird, but, uh, I mean, he looks badass, and that's all I can ask for. I, I definitely... I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with uh, Will Hobbs a lot, and 
Darby Allen comes back as well to do virtually nothing. He comes in and gets he like hits Phoenix and then gets speared by Ricky Starks. I don't know where the uh the FTW crew are gonna like fit in because the Kingston family could easily slot in the uh the FTW crew and do the um do the six man tag with Will Hobbs and Darby Allen and Moxley. So I don't know where they go. I don't I don't really think that um Ricky Stark should have came out. It should have been Butcher and the Blade. I don't know why they weren't there, but it should have just been Butcher and the Blade instead. And it is what it is. I think Darby Allen needs to be more than uh Moxley's like sort of rival, sort of pal. And he definitely needs to stop or like defeat the FTR crew once and for all. I feel like Brian Cage and Ricky Starks have been running up, running it up on him way too often, way too often. Like the battle royale where they put him in a body bag with a thumbtacks and then they just lost his ass over, you know, costing him an opportunity. And then him coming back and Ricky Starks immediately like beats the hell out of him or like spears the shit out of him. Like they, they got to do, they got to do more with him. Like I think what would be really good for him would be to be in the dark order space. Like, I feel like the Dark Order should definitely be recruiting or trying to get to these directless, uh, directionless guys. Like, uh, or just have him face against Brody Lee. Like, uh, you know, do the David thing, Goliath thing. Like, it already proved before that Darby Allen is, like, super resilient. Like, just as resilient as Orange Cassidy was uh, on Wednesday. So, like, just let him do some stuff with uh, with Brody Lee. And then we could probably get like something truly amazing out of it. But it is what it is. I feel like we're going to get some stuff going on next week. I'm not sure. I don't have the website pulled up in front of me. I just have my notes. But other stuff, I like what they're doing with uh, Evil Luna. You know, uh, still speaking of the Dark Order. I thought the Hangman match was okay. But... Evil Uno being kind of like the shining light in the Dark Order is pretty cool. Like uh, in the Anna J and Brandy Rhodes match, I forgot. I think Stu Grayson, yeah, Stu Grayson tried to interfere in some shape or form, and Evil Uno was trying to like hold him back. Like you know, just let Anna uh, Anna J do her thing. It seemed like she was gonna lose, and then he tried to cause the interference. But like in him stopping. Stu Grayson from trying to interfere, he caused an interference and then caused uh, Anna Jay to win. So, you know, he tries to do good but did bad. And I think I like that a lot. But I don't know how I feel about him as a wrestler. And if he separates from the Dark Order, I don't know how I feel about him as a singles wrestler. So, that's a little weird. But I do like what they're doing, uh, what they're going to be doing there. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly, I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's never been done before, I believe. Uh, Chris Novak tweeted that. Shout out to him. It's never been done before, so I don't know. I truly don't know what to expect, but I expect a banger nonetheless. I think this is going to be something fantastic, and if this is going to be sort of like, you know, we always say, is it going to be a curtain call for Undisputed Era? I don't think so. I think I'm going to stop saying that on the show. But uh, I think this is going to be a true, uh, truly a good showing for Kyle O'Reilly. Like, he is a phenomenal singles wrestler. Like, 
I can't like I can't describe to you like how great he is. Like I, I just think he's like an amazing wrestler. Uh, you can also I think you can I think he might have had a singles match with uh, Alistair Black at some point. You could probably look that up. It's fantastic. And to finish it off, hey man, wrestlers, y'all need to get smarter, man. Play it, play it, play it smart. I know you possibly still going to get your money if you don't go to work, but I ain't about to risk no goddamn COVID to not go to work. Like, that's kind of insane. Um, you can always just drink at home. Get on Zoom with the boys. Stop going to bars. If you're going to go to, if you're going to go to Universal, shit, just keep your mask on, you know? That is it for the War Report. We have a lot of content coming out. Feature, which all has me featured. We are going to do the Spot Callers episode of uh, TNA Victory Road. I know I said it before. It's happening. It's just, there's a lot of stuff going on with the G-Show and the stardom stuff uh, with me and my friend Alora. We're going to do the live watch for that. I just have to figure out how to record that without getting a copyright strike on YouTube. There should be an episode of the G-Show coming out the same day as this. So just look out for it. Well, it might be already uploaded. I uploaded it fairly early, you know, for the people that do their morning runs and shit and you just need something to listen to. Playoff stuff on RSPN, on the Elite Media channel. You could uh, check them out. Uh, the Lookout stuff. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I don't have the, uh, the stuff pulled up, but it updates weekly. Big Eyes, The Lookout. They've been posting a lot of stuff about uh, Mount Silver. So if you ever want to re-listen to a lot of the Pokemon stuff with Jeff and... Oh, I don't know if I can say that. Ooh, oops. Jeff and Pat. So I'm going to try to find a... I'm going to find a way to do a ramen talk soon. I miss, talk, I, I miss talking to, you know, my, my guys about anything that's not pro wrestling. Like, oh my God, I've talked about so much... I talked about so much pro wrestling and just watched so much pro wrestling this week, but it's a good season. G1's back, and you know what? It's time to close the show. See you guys later.